0: Awesome. And we're rolling. Cheers. Cheers, you have cheers. Yeah. All right. Blade and bow is mm. what we're sipping on today.
1: Made by the, uh, the same distillers as uh, Bullet, right?
0: Yes. <clears throat> uh, Stitzler and Weller.
1: Stitzler and Weller. So it's Weller as well. So Weller, Bullet, and Blade and Bow.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. So we left off uh, last week um, with that 15 minutes, but I do want to say thanks to everyone that's listened so far. It's been nice getting the feedback from our friends and family.
1: Yeah, I was uh, pretty surprised, actually, how many people downloaded it already, so thank you.
0: Yeah, appreciate that. Um, and so with that being said, we feel like we'll backtrack a little bit, let you guys know a little bit more about ourselves, how we met. Um and then we'll get to that 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, Mark Byer uh, from Fremont, Ohio, small town, farming community, just uh, your basic Midwest life growing up. Um, had one sister, and uh, you know, she was three years older, so we got along for the most part, and then high school came around, and she was a senior, and I was a freshman, and <laughs> boy, did I get in trouble. <laughs> Those were fun times. Um, so... And uh, then went to, uh, went to college, played some college football, went to, uh, became a CPA, and then went to culinary school, midlife crisis, well, early life crisis.
0: Yeah, man. You twenty twenty 28. 28?
1: Went to a culinary school out in California. Um, my wife and I got married about, oh my gosh, everybody's going to laugh at this. It's 18 years this year, I think. 18 or 19.
0: Oh boy. That's good. <laughs> 19.
1: 2000, that's what it was yeah yeah 2004
0: so nice yeah um
1: and uh oh my god good, then you I, guys are close to 20 years I know shit and uh then uh, moved back here to Chicago my, Jen my wife is from Chicago so we want to be in the Midwest and uh started the fitness thing really that took off and I've been doing that ever since for like we said about 20 years and uh it's been good it's been real good
0: yeah I hear that uh I was born in uh England, both my parents met in the Air Force, uh, was there about a year and a half, um, then we moved to New Mexico, uh, was there for about a year or two, and then we moved to Colorado Springs, then Aurora, and then Denver Metro. <laughs> 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 and then uh, when we were that's in the, Denver... That's the army uh, life. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, and then we settled in in Denver uh, from basically when I was 10 years old until I graduated high school. I went to college in Arizona, played football for a couple years, um, and then I moved to Orange County, California, um, where I started bartending and I became a trainer the same year.
1: Your bartending skills have not deflated, bro.
0: You know, I feel like you <laughs> got to keep your skills sharp in <laughs> everything you is. do. <laughs> I'm about the harmony of life. Um, and uh, yeah, so I started doing fitness um, and the... Uh, Army Brat Life kind of stuck with me, so I still continued to move um, into different cities. Um, and in 2007, I moved to San Francisco, where I met my wife. Um, I was working for Equinox at the time. And then after we got married, uh, we moved to Chicago in 2010, uh, April 2010. And uh, I think a year later, uh, I met Mark, uh, working for Shred 415, um was that twenty twelve? Twenty twelve. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, 2012? No, twenty twelve. Twenty eleven. Yeah, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven
1: because they opened in in uh and I started yeah. in September. Um <clears throat> uh, we let's go back to that real quick. Because um you were working at a gym and uh the boss your boss at that gym was Tracy.
0: Oh uh, yeah, so that's right. Yeah, I worked at uh David Barton gym uh from 2010 of august or october october 2010 mm-hmm. to january 2012 mm-hmm. or 20 no 2011. Yeah. so tracy was managing there she's one of the best managers i had uh as far as working at big box gyms um, she was from the west coast she understood like the group fitness side of things mm-hmm. as well as the, she, she the big was, things
1: she, so she was working at the crunch fitness in, in San Francisco, a, a different location than I was working at at the same time. Are you serious? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, because. That's crazy. We'll, we'll tell the story of the Shred situation, how you did and I did on another podcast. Yeah. But long story short, we, <clears throat> in our first, one of our first meetings, that came up and I'm like, holy shit, I think I remember you coming in teaching a kickboxing class at our club. Cause she was like, around oh, that same era. Kickboxing. Yeah. She would teach kickboxing. She was like the old Billy Blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Old school, like OG. She opened ballets. Yeah.
0: OG. Like around the country.
1: So, um, yeah, yeah. So I started a little bit before you. Right. At Shred, just a couple months, but then, um, but yeah, I think, I think they deserve to hear the story of us.
0: Yeah. So, time. <clears throat> so just a little context. Uh, Mark had been teaching classes at Shred, I've been taking, teaching classes at Shred, but our schedules were as such that we had never met, um, but our reputations were starting to really build, and so I'd be teaching class, and people would say, you know, oh, have you taken Mark's class? And I would say, no, but I've heard really good things, you know, his name's getting sprouted up all the time. And I would be teaching <laughs> class, and they go, do you ever see Jeremy? This guy Jeremy is like,
1: I mean, he just, in the morning, it's like everything I need is like better than a cup of coffee. You gotta take his. <laughs> and I was so mad. It's like, there's no, there,
0: whatever. So I'm over here looking up Mark's <laughs> bio from the Shredder website. And I'm like, damn, this guy's really like navigated the <laughs> fitness industry well. So I really built like a good CPA rivalry slash uh, respect kind of deal. So then I think it's March of that year. No. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're it's doing a photo here. shoot. Oh,
1: it was either March or maybe before Christmas I don't know I think it was um, after I think it was after Christmas. it was the first photo shoot I can't remember yeah I should go back and look at the pictures they timestamped that shit
0: totally yeah uh, so we are scheduled to do a fitting and uh, I park on Clybourne and we're walking down the street to go to the studio and I see Bonnie and Tracy <laughs> walking fitting, down the a street a fitting for shorts yeah exactly no shirts <laughs> <laughs> Just what kind of shorts the we're shirt gonna wear? Was yeah, only around shirt my was mind. just like the shirt was around my Oh, that's mind. a towel. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um <laughs> Very magic Mike stuff. Uh So I'm walking down the street and I see Bonnie and Tracy ahead of me, and in between I see Mark. And I'm like, oh shit, I think that's Mark. And I'm like, finally get to meet the guy. And uh, Mark kind of like busts his way through Bonnie and Tracy to get ahead of him. And he's like really double pacing to get to me. And uh, we walk up and no shit right out of the gate. I'm like, Mark, Jeremy. We hug. (laughs) What's up, man? (laughs) And just talking a mile a minute. Oh my God, all I keep hearing is about your class. I keep hearing about your class. Oh, you live in San Francisco? I live in San Francisco. And we're like having this five minute speed dating conversation, (laughs) (laughs) getting to know ourselves and uh it was like amazing Instant. he's got great a lot of energy so that,
1: like a lot of respect on like, like, the game i say it jokingly about, <laughs> like uh people talking about each other and each of us uh having that feeling of like i think respect but um like like a jealousy yeah a little bit but then right when uh right when you met when we met it was it wasn't there was nothing like that yeah it was like I think we go back to... If you go back to that first podcast and we talk about the respect for the work, I think, like, knowing that you would teach these early morning 5 a.m. classes and they were fucking killer from what everybody said, you have to think to yourself, well, this person has to have good work ethic. I agree. And so you automatically have this mutual respect. As long as that person isn't, like asshole
0: like there's values there and you can see it like right away I and agree like, with you that you can everybody can smell <laughs> an, an asshole,
1: asshole. <laughs> that sounds really bad
0: literally yeah. <laughs>
1: but they can you know like they you can sense it and so I think right away it was just like mutual respect mutual love uh, mutual friendship and in fact that you know Bonnie and Tracy stood there and they're like what have you guys they, they <laughs> I'm sorry I shouldn't say it like that I shouldn't talk like that um, they said have you guys met before Or something. I think they were, and we were like, "They were surprised, yeah." What the hell? (laughs) You guys are like, just chatting away, yeah. Yeah. Like little, you know, two little boys.
0: And then uh, even during that photo shoot, we were like, "Let's try this. Let's try that." We were really uh, encouraging on like different cool moves and stuff. I remember all that stuff. Yeah, Yeah. it was good. Good Um, So yeah. So then we started working together uh, separately as far as teaching classes. Bonnie and Tracy were expanding shred four fifteen in multiple locations um and i think i would say overall about a year later um we became like directors of training Mm -hmm. and uh put together the format of the programming which was really like tough and exhilarating and yeah um then when we finally found our stride i mean it was dope yeah we were kicking ass and i was like this is effing amazing yeah um And so we started opening all these studios. We got to meet all these different trainers. Then we got to meet all these different trainers across the country. Yeah. Um, Mark left in early 2019. Yeah. Well, mid. Mid 2019. June June 2019. I left uh, at the end of that year. um, Still kept in touch. And uh, throughout the pandemic, et cetera, Mark moved up to this northern suburb called Lincolnshire. And uh, my wife and I came out to visit with our kids. And we thought this was super dope. And, um, you know, I think everyone had some kind of priority shift during the pandemic of what they thought was important to them. And I remember Laura and I both saying, like, being around people we care about was something that was important. And uh, we like the neighborhood. I like the idea of living close by to someone I trusted. We found a fucking house. Yeah. And then now we, like, live literally, like, an eight-minute walk from each other and shit, yeah. which is so dope. I drove here. I...
1: It's a little cold outside. Okay, but I <laughs> no one has here. to judge any of that <laughs> stuff. Two, yeah,
0: two it's minute a two-minute drive. drive. Yeah. Anyway, so it's the best. So this is how it all started. Like we've been working together a long time, been friends a long time. Now we live close by, raising our families in this neighborhood with all these cool new friends. Oh and man, we got some good friends. I know, man. It's crazy. Like I, I really feel uh, uh, an enormous amount of gratitude for how everything panned out for our lives and. We're around. I'm really, um, really uh, excited about the future when yeah. I think about like how the kids will grow up yeah. and how we'll become like, fucking hilarious old men yeah. <laughs> yeah. telling old stories about stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great.
1: And I think, uh, you know, the reason for this is just for us to have an outlet. We stand around and we drink bourbon and stand around a fire and chat about stuff and we're like. You know, we want something for our kids to hear when we're older yeah, and maybe gone. Like, they can yeah. have this. You know, how cool would it be to be able to have this with your, like, if your father and his best friend were just chatting about life and you got to turn it on when they're
0: gone. and Hear, like, hear where they had certain struggles and where they had certain wins. Yeah. <clears throat> just like people trying yeah. to figure it out.
1: Yeah.
0: I agree. I mean, we look at, you
1: know, nowadays we look Pictures of you know my dad when he was growing up, but I can't like hear what was going on.
0: Or, You're absolutely right. You know. That's pretty unique about our era in in history. Yeah, that we get these unique mediums.
1: Yeah, to to share. Yeah, and be able to go back. So um, we left off the last uh, podcast with uh, the like the 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 topic was about how. You know, most of our days for everyone are busy and jam-packed and you're trying to get the kids out the door for school. So you wake up, you get your shower, you got your, you know, whatever you got to do in the morning, get yourself ready, then you get your kids out and then you got to get work done. And then when you get home, you got to make dinner and all this shit that everybody does <laughs> on a daily basis. Totally. And um, there's like not a lot of moments with your kids that are... Really, really, like, just, um, like, wholesome, like, oh, man. In
0: the is, moment moments. And you were yeah. saying that,
1: like, basically 23 hours and 45 minutes of the day are kind of just a shit show. Yeah. And then you got, like, 15 minute window during the day to where, like, you, like, it it brings you back to why you're a parent.
0: Yeah. Like and, and like and I say that like maybe collectively. Yeah. Like yeah. throughout the day yeah. of all those moments that might occur yeah. in total they're probably like fifteen. We're minutes. not yeah, we're not trying to be negative. We're just yeah. trying to be
1: real about like it's everybody, just a weird everybody has their struggles So you don't it's like, a weird balance. Nobody is the Partridge family or whatever the hell type of family, the Cosby family. Yeah. Like like they're not nothing's perfect for more than probably close to fifteen minutes or a half hour. Yeah. Maybe an hour during the day. And I kind of, at the end, I think, so I hinted at what I think are those. And I actually believe that you can have those collectively. Yeah. And it's interesting because there for a while, um, when we lived in the city, Jen was really more responsible for the morning with the kids and like getting them out and getting to school. And she had a little bit, um, we worked our schedule that it just so happened that she had more of those days where she was there in the morning. Totally. now because she has to drive downtown for work um, I am doing most of those mornings I can have a little more flexibility at work I can work from home answering emails or taking care of stuff over the phone as opposed to having to be on site right away so um, I get the opportunity to be with the kids in the morning and um, get them off to school and I think man if you can do it and I believe that unless you are opening a uh, opening the business on a daily basis, like your responsibility is actually opening the business, um, if you work in something like that, like a brick and mortar type situation, I believe you need to take that morning time and, and give it back to yourself and give it back to your kids. Because in the morning, they wake up, there's nothing on their mind. Have you ever seen a kid come down and like try to figure out what they want for breakfast? It's like figuring out the nuclear code. They, they like they're just zombies and they're sitting there and you're like, "What do you want? You want cereal? You want? Let me to make you an egg. What do you want? I don't know. You know." And it's like it's like there's this like moment where they don't have anything on their mind. When 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 you come in after school, they're like either just pissed off about something that happened at school or they're just done for the day and don't want to really talk to you. Like they're fried or they're something. fried, yeah. And, and then you try to get stuff out of them at dinner you're like, what did you do today? How was your day? Yeah. What was your, You know, we try to do the pit and the peak and all that stuff and they're just like, I mean, it works a little bit but in the morning, they're like they're just kind of open. They're like a sponge.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, we had a similar schedule because I was doing those morning classes and stuff. I would say the majority of our time parenting Laura was basically running the show in the morning. Yeah. I was never there. But then the positive was that I could always be home in the afternoon. So we get this window of time where it's me and the boys. Yeah. And to your point on that, because they already have, they always have a day, it's good when you have some kind of thing that gets them off the funk. Yeah. And into something else. Yeah. And so, like, that's where, like, uh, these night swims came as a good oh, yeah. idea. Yeah. That's right. You I would nights. take that's, that's a good idea. the boys to like the library just to like get out of the house. So yeah. it's not like I was at school getting told what to do. Now I'm at home getting told what to do. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, all right, well let's go do something to get, you know, free. That's a good idea. Yeah. You,
1: you do do a good job of that. Like getting them out of the house and doing that. I think in the summertime it's easier, obviously. Yeah. But like in the morning too, I don't have, I don't, when I, after, if I walk in, after work, there's always something that I'm trying to still deal with. I have no doubt. But in the morning, <clears throat> like, I'm not having some days, knock on wood. Yeah. I don't have a lot of, like, there's no fires to put out. And oh, so dude. I can, like, focus with them. Exactly.
0: I, you know, as you say that, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I love breakfast with my family yeah. more than dinner with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, for example, to these, like, moments that are just the best, one of my favorite moments is, like, if the boys had a rough day the day before, like, usually, like, they got the shot or something, and yeah. like, trying to have all this bravery for, like, a two-second painful experience, right. and they're just emotionally drained. I'll wake up the next day, and they're, like, that uh, look that you're talking about, that they come down with that zombie face. Yeah. Then I go, you guys want some bacon for breakfast? They're, like, yeah! Yeah! Oh! <laughs> My day's starting off. The hero. Bright. Yeah, it Just hero. changed everything. And like,
1: you can have these conversations. Like, I, I don't know. I try to. I sit there and I ask the kids, like, okay, so how are you going to make today great? What are you going to do today to yeah. make it great? Or, like, I talk to Tucker because I feel like boys don't think about this and you want to be kind to people. We talked about, like, That's last true. week, you know, like, positivity and kindness. And I say, like, okay, try to think of one thing kind you can do for somebody today. Yeah, and that's like the that's start of the day right and it kind of like sets things in motion for the day and so then when you come home at night you're like okay what'd you do that was kind and, and it, it
0: brings it back to like it brings it back you were doing yeah. something yeah you know that's a good point uh now in my schedule laura goes in like three days a week and uh so i got the mornings and um it is the best to have those kind of talks uh they ask me, like, bigger questions mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, what about people that were treated unfairly? And I'm like, there's a lot of people who are treated unfairly. Yeah. He's like, yeah. What about when you were a kid? Were people still being treated unfairly then, too? I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. But he's like, oh, man. I don't understand, Dad, why people just can't be treated fairly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, these are big questions.
1: It's like the start, everybody's start of their day is kind of a, we're like born again,
0: right? Like Yeah, man. It's funny that you say, oh, it's funny you say that. I think the Dalai Lama said something about in a Tibetan belief system. I don't want to speak yeah about something I don't know. But there is a certain type of mindset where when you go to sleep, that is it. If we're talking yeah. about living in the present, right. you're like, you die when you go to bed. You yeah. are reborn when you woke up. It's a new day. Yeah, And so with that dawn, I think what... With that kind of mindset, as a human being, you can have hope in that new day. You can have growth in that new day, right? You can have change in that new day. And then I like about being a parent with that joke I make about the 23 hours and 45 minutes. Even at the beginning of every day, I'm like, all right, I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to be this for my kids, right? (laughs) And I go in, just like you said, at the beginning of the day, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm killing it. I'm sure, like everyone at the beginning of the day, like I'm so killing it, it's like crazy. <laughs> and now I get competitive. Now, like I'll have the lunches pre-made before they wake up. I'm like, oh, are you seeing this right now? It's like uh, those press conference jokes where the dudes like, yeah, but how did you feel about doing this at the other? I'm like, I feel really good about it. But then,
1: but then, but then they open their lunch and they go, oh, not a turkey sandwich. You like,
0: <laughs> or you're like, like this? You're gonna eat voice. that turkey sandwich. You're gonna like it. The, when you Is there anything more, like, demoralizing than hearing your child go, ah? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you That's put all this role. effort in something, and they're like, just let down. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. Like,
1: the, 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 the minimum
0: <laughs> amount of effort you need to, like,
1: please your kids, there's not, you typically, so I mean, true. we think they're high-maintenance, but they're really not yeah. high-maintenance. And, and within and, context within yeah and then you don't even get the sandwich right yeah I mean listen they can they can F off they can eat oh
0: dude I mean but then I can't tell you how many different my some of my favorite parent conversations with other parents is when food gets brought up yeah hey how do you do dinner yeah how do you do breakfast yeah. like everybody get the yeah. I just need to know <laughs> if my house is a shit show <laughs> or if like I'm doing it wrong or right yeah and I hear different people go, like, well, this, and at certain points in certain ages of certain parents, right? It's so like, oh, my kids are this old, my kids are this yeah. old. So we have, we met this one couple who have uh, preteens and, like, teenagers. And uh, they're like, oh, do you do that? You're making separate meals for your kids because you just don't want to deal with the drama. I'm like, yeah. She goes, yeah, we, it all happened in one, one moment and this is just an example this is not the standard I just want to be clear he's like yeah we were like well then you're going to bed hungry and they yeah. wanted to be yeah. you know yeah. Mr. Yeah. Stubborn we're going to stand on our our grounds yeah. so they went to bed hungry he goes the next day they were like whatever we put in front of them they ate it like the Tasmanian devil really heart. and I'm like they're like they eat whatever we put out now yeah and I think about that and this is <clears throat> uh, I think about that in context of there are people what we were raised with there are people starving in other countries okay. how dare you yeah tell me what you do or don't like. Yeah. And so we don't really have that anymore because kids have this like, I don't know, they have this level of confidence that I just don't remember a lot of kids having when we were young. I I remember, (laughs) this is (laughs) a sidebar, (laughs) I remember taking that fucking um, uh, tray
1: in like grade school from the lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The peas were on the tray. Totally. I'm not eating the peas and you're scraping it off and there's like that lunch lady that's like, yeah, there's starving kids in Africa that want this food and I'm like, Great, can we send it to him? Like, no. Like, I can pack it up. I don't want it, so if they want it, I'll send it to them. And she's like, Ugh. you know, looks at me like, you smartass. I know. Like, no, I'm not trying to be. <laughs> but you know what I that comes from? To... Here's like, the we'll thing just, that I let's... think about
0: with that particular point that you're making is uh, my great-grandmother, she had to quit high school during the Depression Oof. to help take care yeah. of the family, right? Yeah. And when we were my brothers and I uh, I have one older brother one younger brother when we were like nine ish Mm -hmm. in that era for me we were eating and she was like we had to split a potato once for dinner and I was like dumbfounded that was a thing in that particular era, and so a lot of—I mean, I'm sure there are lots
1: of times. She yeah, went to bed, completely hungry. I agree. No food at
0: all. I agree, and so yeah. I think from that their generation's perspective, when talking to us, yeah. they're like, "I will burn you to the ground." <laughs> you know, like, right. you're like, "Do you know like, what I've seen? Like, Do you know I've what never I've never thrown away food. Exactly never right. Yeah, and I like, think it's like that harp on, and this is just like I said. I know." We only know the world in which we live in on a regular yeah, basis. So when exactly. declare clear it's opinions over bourbon, right? It's yeah. not facts over bourbon. Yeah. And Definitely uh, no facts. <laughs> and uh so anyway, I bring all that up and about the meals thing um, and kids when they like are disappointed and like the effort that you made, either making a sandwich or making dinner. That's what I mean by the amount of hard work uh dealing with. Development of emotions, they're trying to learn themselves as mm-hmm. like you're trying to learn how to parent yeah. them, yeah. and uh, the constant
1: state of flux like they wake yeah. up some days and they're the best, happy kid. Same with us, obviously,
0: exactly right. And so, uh, I the one positive that I like about what the pandemic's done for us and how we learn to communicate more as men is now I, I like this comparison I said to Max one day, I'm like, Max. I know you don't know everything you're six you only know up until this moment you woke up today this is how much you know he goes but i want to make something clear yes i've been your age but i have never been a 43 year old dad of a six-year-old on this particular day right just today i'm still learning he goes yeah you're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> that's Max. And I'm, that's like, Max. I'm like, that's another him. one right there, baby. The <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. Man. We're, we'll, we'll, d- we'll
1: dive into We'll bring Max, them on here dude. one time. Yeah. yeah. One these days. Um,
0: but it is like, like I said, it's just, I think one of the hardest things as a parent is to navigate that level of fear that lives with you forever. The moment you became a parent mm-hmm. of helplessness, of trying to keep them as safe as you can, as development as you can, that weird anxiety that Mm kind of just is on you at all times. I think that's what we are actually managing as parents. Mm -hmm. I I look up to parents who have the courage to like let their kids fall, let them make these decisions and the patience. I guess I should say, because I can tell you a lot of times I'm more impatient than I am hard on them. Not because I think they can't do it. It's because I don't have the patience to allow them to try, fail, right. do it again. I'm like, I kind of need this to get done. No, you, yeah, And I got to taught. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like how,
1: this is probably a good segue for the next podcast. How you, um, like most of your frustration in dealing with your child is due to your lack of time management. Right. And how you need shit to get done quickly because you have so much shit
0: right. going on. So maybe through. you have to start regulating your priorities a little bit right. and then giving time and space so that things can develop and now that I say that out loud and we're talking about this I like the idea of I, one of the things I love about you as a dad is uh, getting the kids involved with cooking Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, man. And uh, I think about how much the boys love bacon and, you know, like, as a <laughs> like treat. Like bacon. Yeah, Not baking. Bacon. Right, bacon. <laughs> the pork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I also think about, like, Laura makes, you know, pancakes for them and stuff, and they like to, like, do the yeah. you know, the drop, and um, those are, like, those moments that you're talking about where like, this is the best. This yeah. is the best that we're doing yeah. this. And, like, that's what I that's what's weird is as tired as I'm getting or as much work as it is I'm always just really pleased and happy that I get these little moments here and there where there's a win and there's like a, oh man you're the best
1: I think the yeah the, 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 the like thought process to leave with or the, the one thing to leave with is like don't like forsake those moments there's not very moments every day that right. you're gonna get right. so when you get it like, you feel like you scored scored the goal, you, you can celebrate.
0: Agreed, man. And you know that you say that? I think it's also a good um, reason to push to stay present. Yeah. Like, when you're really in it, in that moment, because it's so fleeting. Like, <clears throat> when we started this, uh, I recorded a podcast episode with Miles for his birthday. Mm-hmm. To just ask him a series of questions about, like, how he feels the year went, etc. And he's nine right now, right? Or now he's 10? Yeah, he's 10. 10. And uh, he goes, <clears throat> I was like, how do you feel the year went? And all he remembers is like from two weeks ago when my <laughs> parents were visiting. He goes, I think the highlight of my year is when uh, grandma and grandpa were here. Yeah. <laughs> and my parents would probably say, yeah. no, I think that's the accurate description yeah, yeah, of the, yeah, the highlight yeah, of this year. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we moved into this. And he goes, <laughs> oh, my God, that's right. We did do that. That was really amazing. <laughs> and I'm like. We'll just keep doing this every year. Yeah. and I'm sure yeah. the memory will get better do these every Two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, uh, like a, we could do like a, a bracket. Yeah. Like <laughs> an NCAA bracket. And like we'll just put it all together. Month after month, it just gets one spot and then you have to <laughs> whittle it down.
0: Totally. But I think about they live in the present moment all the time. All the time. And so when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's super bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life's ending in this moment, whatever. And so if we as parents can be present, I think uh, we can learn to be patient in yeah. the moments that they're trying to learn. Yeah. Um, we can discover solutions together. I think it's just tough, man, because I was talking to this with some of the parents last night uh, at the party that, you know, we want our kids to, you know, go off to college, but like come back. And so that we can be close and yeah. be a part of your guys' life yeah. when you like, raise kids, if you yeah. choose to do so, et cetera. Um, and then I like your point where it's like, and if you don't, we're just going to go ahead and move wherever yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be. <laughs> we're just going like, to fly. We're going to be And at the end of the day, they really are just like their own people. And so you're already just like trying to do your best to have the kind of relationship that in – in the long term, you're hopeful that you left a pretty good imprint on them. Yeah. They feel really confident about how they yeah. can depend on themselves, and that they have a good judge of character about smelling the assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> uh, cheers, cheers, man. All right, gang, it's been
1: real. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't, uh, uh, don't um, you know take take for granted those 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. Uh, how'd you like the whiskey?
1: It was fantastic. State. Yeah, it's one, one of, of the favorites.
0: best I love about Blade and Bow is actually the history of it. Yeah, of uh, how it's like a generational com- blend yeah. of uh, uh, the grandfather, the father, and the son. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty dope. Check out Blade and Bow, folks. Do it! Right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Nice Until next time. Bye.